we're going to talk this morning about thoughts and what controls our thoughts. And then since we're on fasting, uh, I'm not going to ask how many are fasting. It's not about something that we can brag on. But, it's, but I will say this, uh, it's awesome. Uh, when I hurt the worst, I go d- dig out the bathroom scales. And this week, I, I am so encouraged <laughs> because those bathroom scales have quit lying. They're starting to tell the truth. But, but, but during this process of fasting, it's about emptying ourselves so that we have more room for the Lord. And boy, oh boy, do I need to be emptied. And in the process of life, God wants us to take the moment. And he also says some of these things that you want, the healing, the relationships, the financial blessings. He said some of these things only come through fasting and prayer. So it's an awesome time just to allow the Lord to process what he wants us to do. And uh, I was sailing down the road uh, one day this week just just to show you how God opens doors. And I was processing some thoughts. I, I, you can tell sometimes by the way my, I'm driving that, uh, and I was thinking about the two, two honks on the horn. And uh, this new pickup I have does that every time I, uh, does it do it when I lock the doors? or It does, it, does, it does, doesn't it, Ronnie? Well, I think this Ford pickup is saying, thank you, Lord. I've got here one more trip without a scratch. I'm not sure that's what that means, but it's the first pickup I've ever had when I walk away from it. It gives me the beep, beep. It's a kind honk. But uh, I I was driving uh, down the highway one evening this week, and this gentleman was walking, uh, and I stopped and picked him up. And he attends church. He's not here this morning, but he attends church. And so I, in a flashing moment, knowing that he wouldn't ride but a quarter of a mile, normally I would have just honked and drove on, but I turned around and picked him up, just, and, and in three minutes, that man changed my way of thinking. And, and I dropped a thought that I should have dropped on the, at the altar, but I dropped a thought with this man. And he said, How, didn't I hear you preach not long ago about the rearview mirror is way smaller than a windshield? And he said, that's something you just need to forget. And when I let that gentleman out, I thought, Holy Spirit, I didn't make that U-turn and go pick him up for nothing. And, and can I say this? Whether we'll admit it or not, we all need one another. Yes. Amen. Yes. If you don't believe that, let the snow get deep and let uh, somebody drive up and you're hung up on high center. And let's see if you don't need a hand. We all need a hand. And the hand of God is upon us this morning. So we're going to, we're going to, Look to some scripture today, and we're going to talk about our thinking. Would you let me do that? Let's bow for prayer. Lord, I need your help today, as always. I ask you just to touch these lips of clay with the anointing. May something be said or done that would encourage each one who's gathered here today. And may we know that it's a privilege to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you've made provision for every step of life journey. And, Lord, you're with us always, even to the end. As we take some moments to think about how we think what causes us to think the way we do and and reflect upon the goodness of God may we realize that we can also fast from wrong thinking
And today when we leave here, let us make some decisions in our life. My mind, my thoughts have been going the wrong direction. My thinking can be corrected through the word of God and through prayer. And I just want to thank you, Lord, because of the privilege it is to reflect upon your word and your goodness and mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. One of the greatest truths that I've came across and I want to leave with you today, and we see a lot of people that's dealing with this, this spirit that's going on in our world today, from our government, even to the church, to our community, and that's a sense of powerlessness. When you look at the news today and you see what's going on in our government and, and inwardly our emotions begin to rise some and then our thoughts begin to, our, our emotions begin to come from our thoughts and, and if you're not careful you look upon the situation and you feel so powerless because of the negative emotions that are going on in our country today. You watch the news media, even in our own state, of, of the people that are, are, are murdered every night. People are, are doing crazy things in our world today. And, uh, and, it, and it can have an, a negative emotion, a negative thought process uh, come to your thought process. Or you can sense one thing. God, I know that there's a better way coming, and we're going to pray, and we're going to seek the Lord. And I don't want myself to fall into that category of helplessness. Most people that commit, a, a, com, uh, commit suicide come to the place in their life where they feel so helpless. There's no hope. They cannot see beyond the veil. They cannot see what they're suffering, what they're going through. And they see that there's no hope. And so they think the only way out is for me to take things in my own hand. Listen today, if you feel powerless to do anything about the past, and if you feel guilty, that's one of the things that we're going to deal with today is that stinking thinking that robs us from the powerful thinking that God wants us to think. And I want to load you with a scripture today as we go into the message. And I want you to get this down. It's found in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm going to be standing at the door this morning, and I may ask you, did you remember what I asked you to remember? Philippians chapter 4, 13. You don't have to tell me whether, where it's found, but I want everybody to say this with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All right, do it again. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. One more time. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay. In the times that we feel powerless to do anything about our past, in a time we feel powerless to change our future, and fear moves in, in a time when we feel powerless about the present, and that powerless a feeling begins to take uh, uh, us to a point of depression. And when we feel like people or things in our life will never change and anger begins to boil, it's time for us to realize that God has the answer for everything, every dilemma we're facing, every area that's going through our thought process has to go first right here. This is the gateway. This was the gateway, and then it sinks from here to here, and then we act upon our thoughts. But depression, fear, guilt, anger, and all are, are all powerful negative emotions. If you've ever experienced them, you can say amen to that. And all of them stem from one thing, powerlessness. Think about it. Why do you get mad? Because it didn't go your way. Why, 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 do, you, why do you get angry about your past? Because there's nothing you can do about it. Why, why do you feel 
depressed because of the present or have bad thoughts about the present things because you don't like it, but there's not a lot you can do about some things. We can't change everything that's going on in our life. Why do you, why do you when you say, boy, that guy just got under my skin? Well, aren't you glad your skin contained it? Aren't you glad? Have you ever thought somebody was real mad at you and, and they didn't speak to you, they walked right by you and didn't speak to you, and the next time you seen them, they were just the happiest guy to see in all the world. And in the meantime, when you walk past them, they didn't say anything, you think, I wonder what I did to make him mad. I wonder what has happened. In the ministry, it goes like this. Somebody misses a couple of Sundays. Immediately, the enemy says, well, you know, a couple of Sundays ago, that message got probably pretty little closer than you should have gotten. And that's probably the reason they're here. And then the phone rings before you get home. Pastor, we've been away for a couple of weeks. Just want you to know where we're at. We're having a great time. We'll see you next Sunday. Do you know uh, one of the greatest assets that we have that takes us the wrong way many times is the word imagination. Imagination is like a big lighter (laughs) sticking in a pan of gasoline. And I'm telling you, imagination is a place where dreams, goals, and visions uh, take place. You can imagine something before it happened. If you've never driven a new car, you can imagine the day you sit down behind the wheel of a Rolls Royce or ever what your dream may be. If you've, never, if you've never had a new home and that's your dream and one day you just dream the day that you can, you can have that new home, it'll be just like you want it. And your imagination begins to write, when I get that, I'm going to have this along with it. I'm going to have this. I'm going to have that. Or maybe your imagination isn't that large. Maybe it's just a fact, when I get the money to buy the clothes I want to wear, boy, things are going to be different. And the imagination, the imagination, driving down the... The, down the freeway, your imagination. When I get to the hospital, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna run by the men's room, and I'm gonna process the things I need to do as I visit. And and then you get to pick up, and and uh, you know the imagination. Your the thinking just keeps rolling, and the and the uh, the, the the thinking that flows through our our our, our life are, are 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 awesome. But I want to ask you this morning. If you have anything in your life that that has really been bugging you, if you have any thought process toward anybody, the Apostle Paul gives us a a great scripture. And of all people in the Apostle Paul, for him to say this is a powerful thing. But in 2 Corinthians, he says something that I want to leave with you today because Paul, if he would have let his past hinder him, he would have hung himself. If he would have let his past past stop him from what he would have what he did after he had a relationship with the Lord we wouldn't have over half of the New Testament but Paul refused to allow wrong thinking to come his way listen to this in 2nd Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5 he says casting down arguments anybody ever argued anybody ever won an argument Anybody lost a few? Just Well, I'm just preaching to myself. You guys need to say amen. Every point I make, just say amen. The preacher's getting it. Paul says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What is a high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God? When we begin to allow our thought process to trump what God's word has to say, that's a high thing. 
when we get angry. The Bible says be angry or sin not. How many of us have been angry and then we sinned anyhow? That's allowing our experience and our emotions and our thought process to trump. A trump, a trump card will take anything, will it not? When you're playing cards, that's one thing I found out. That trump card is worth everything. Hang on to it as long as you can. When you see the best hand coming, trump it. God's word is the trump of our life. And he wants us to carry this word. It's the reason he, he said we can hide it in our heart that we might not sin against him. But Paul says that we have the ability to bring every thought. Everybody say this, every thought. Every thought. Good or bad. Good or bad. What does he say he, that we have the ability to do? In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, he says, Bring it, every thought into captivity and to the obedience of Christ. Here's what Paul is saying. You have control of your thoughts. You have the ability. You, you are in control. Not my mother, not my sister, but it's me, O Lord, standing in the need of help. Amen. You have control. Have you ever thought about this? Your thought process is signaled by all five senses. Have you ever tasted something you said you never liked and you said, that's not bad? <laughs> Have you ever saw anybody you didn't think you'd ever like? And then you found out they were pretty good people. Have you ever went somewhere and you had this thought, I'll be glad when this is over. You guys need to give me amen and me. I'm, I'm, preaching where I, I'm preaching my life to you this morning. You guys need to be getting up and shouting and saying, I'm glad we held him for three more years. Amen. And then there's two or three that say, I'm glad one of them's gone. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to stir something in you. I'm not here to entertain you. I'm here to stir the gift that's within you. So as we walk out of this building, we'll be in control of our thought process. Has anybody ever been here that, it's here beside me that's ever said this. He just pulled my chain. Yes. And I'll be ready for him next go around. Yes. Only me. Yes. Mark, you should be really giving me some amens this morning. He's smiling. He, know, <laughs> he knows I'm preaching to myself. Listen to me. And I reminded of some people this past week. And I was told, you know, well, this is what they've done to me, so I'm going to do it to them. I said, well, the Bible says overcome evil with good. Right. Now, we have the ability to think about what we're going to do before we're, we do it. Are we, do we not? Most of the time. There's been a time or two I've got a phone call that triggered me, and I didn't have time to think. But I'm going to tell you this. There's, there's four kinds of people. And I'm not pointing my finger at anybody. I'm just telling myself this, and I want you to enjoy this. There are some people that think before they act. And there are some people that talk as they think. And then there's the third group that they think after they talked. And then that fourth group is they never. Oh, come on. I'm talking about me, so give me some. They never think at all. I wish you'd all worked in the oil field as long as Ronnie and I. You, you would really be enjoying this. Especially after they lay a forty or $50,000 or $100,000 or a quarter of a million dollar piece of equipment over on its side. And then they call you and say, I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, you do. You did the wrong thing. 
Moving on. Make a decision today that you're going to change your thought pattern. That this year is going to be a year of change. And I'm going to challenge myself with a fast of my thinking. I'm going to try to allow my thinking process to have time to process before I release my mouth to respond and allow my thinking. I, I, I wish I was a good listener. Our, our associate pastor is one of the best listeners I ever heard in my life. He'll, he'll, he'll stand silent while you tell the story twice. I, I, don't look at me strange. I've heard you do him that way. <laughs> and he just, boy, I tell you, you're going to be blessed. And probably, if you raised your voice, he'd listen to the story the third time. Well, you know, God gifted people like that, and then there's some people just, I'll admit, we're not all gifted the same way. I know patience is a virtue. Just because I don't have as much as I need sometimes, there's another sign you need to honk at me the third time. My family could relate to that. We used to, before the Lord gave me wisdom to do something, to change my situation, I'd get in a car, and I knew I was five minutes ahead of my family. And boy, that third time was longer than that one was this morning. But one day I began to think, uh, Lord, there's some, an answer to this. And I felt the Spirit say, yes, they are. Start driving yourself. You can leave when you want to, and you can... You can come and go as you please. Wow, that was a good thought. It worked. Guess what it took? A change. Yes, it a change. I meet a lot of people who say, well, this is just like I am. <laughs> There's nothing I can do about it. This is just the way the Lord made me. He did allow us to be put in this house that we live in. But he also says, according to his word, he gave us the mind of Christ. And so we know how to think positive, and we know how to think negative. But here's what I want to say to you. There's two worlds that's fighting for your life this morning, in case you don't know it. Jesus died, he rose again, and he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, and he sent the Holy Spirit not only to guide us, but to strengthen us and to give us courage. But there's another world out there called the darkness and the powers of Satan. He's the prince of the power of the air. And every day he's going to meet head, head like this. And he wants you to get mad. He wants you to fly off the handle. He wants you to lose your temper. He wants to, you to tell people off. And the enemy is sitting there, standing there. He's watching to see whether we're going to let the Holy Spirit take over or we're going to energize the power of darkness and take it in our own hands. Amen. And every morning... Every morning it's like this. Because the enemy has bid for your life. You're a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. He, doesn't, he gets angry because you get up when you're so tired you'd rather stay in bed. He gets angry because you come to the house of the Lord. He gets angry because you, you drive a bus. He gets angry because you do the cooking. In fact, he wants to make you feel sorry for yourself at times. And that comes from the power of the enemy. The Bible says, whatever you do, for, do for the glory of the Lord. And, you know, it, we've had people that come and go and say, you know, we love this church. This is, an, this is an awesome place, but you're just busier. We want to be. And I say as they walk out the door, great. If you ever change your mind and want to come back, the door's not going to be locked. 
Listen to me. There's a bid for your life this morning. The enemy doesn't like it because you're a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't like it because you've changed channels and you're no longer taking his teaching. You're not allowing the flesh to take you where the enemy wants you to be because Galatians 2, 20, and Paul says this, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Does that mean I'm never going to make a mistake? Does that mean I'm never going to have bad thoughts? No, but Paul said I have the ability now to cast down imaginations and every high thing, every bad thought that comes to steal the presence of God. I have the right to say you're trespassing. I refuse to allow you to control my way of life. A few thoughts I want to give you this morning in the next five minutes. Embrace the truth that God has not given you the spirit of fear but power, love, and a sound mind. You have the power. God has given you power, Luke 10, 19. He says, behold, I give you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. That's not literal serpents, scorpions. It's sometimes just your thought process and your emotions. Anything that can kill you, anything that can kill your reputation, anything that can kill your ability to love one another, anything that can kill your marriage, your finances, your relationships, anywhere you go. Jesus says, I'll give you power to put them under your feet. You know why? Because he's in control. He wants to be in control. He wants you to have the strength to do the right thing. God's not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So we have the right to say fear. I, don't, I will not fear what tomorrow brings. I will not fear how I come out in this. I'm just going to allow God to work it out. I'm going to show up. I'm going to do my best and see what God has in store. How about this? He's given us a sound mind. And, and and when we look at this scripture and we meditate upon it, we, we can embrace the truth of knowing when God is for us, who can be against us. Number two, believe that the power of God is in you. Listen, Jesus says, if you come to me, you've got to believe that I am who I say I am, number one. And then you've got to believe that I'm for you and not against you. I've heard this many times from Christian people. I don't know what, why God done this to me. If it's bad, he didn't. He didn't. He's a giver of all, of all, every good and perfect thing that we have today comes from the Father of light. Right. And everything that we enjoy comes from the Father of light. But I can tell you, when I'm not, uh, Psalms 91 says, He that abideth under the shadow of the Almighty will be shadowed by, the God's, God, by God's presence. Yes. But however, I don't have to walk under that umbrella. I can walk over here. I can, I, I'm, still, I'm still a Christian, but I don't have to dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. He says, he that dwelt in the seeker of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. What's it mean to abide? It means to live there. It means to stay there. When the weather's bad, I stay. When the weather's good, I stay. When things are going my way, I stay. He said, he that dwelleth in a secret place. What's a secret place? Living in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Living in the presence of God. Living in a place where the joy of the Lord can be your strength. We're living in a place where we can suck it up, Charlie, and keep on doing the right thing when we get knocked on our can. He that dwelleth in a secret place. Are you living in a secret place? Are you, know that, are you living in a place where if you get in trouble, you can call upon him, and he'll answer you, and he'll show you good, great and mighty things that you know not. Are you in a place where when people are, are putting you down, you can say, Lord, you said you, my, the battle wasn't mine, it was yours, so I'm turning it all over to you, and I'm praying and fasting, and I'm enjoying that because you're fighting my battle. I don't have to fight them. Right. 
Have you ever said, heard anybody say this? One day I'll even the score. Ha, 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 ha. You may win the victory. <laughs> you may win the argument. I'd have some questions about the score. Let's talk, think about if If Psalm, the Psalms 91 says, I can dwell in the shadow of the Almighty, then dwelling there gives you a testimony. I will say of the Lord. That's the next verse. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver me from the noise and pestilence. And, 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 and the noise and pestilence is the enemy hitting you head on, wanting to steal your joy. Number two, believe that the power is in you. Ephesians 3, 20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly and above all that we're able to thank or ask. Can I say this? It's one thing to quote it. It's one thing to know what Ephesians 3.20 says, but it's another thing to live it. You say, well, Pastor, why would you say that? Because I'm a human just like you are, and I have, I have the same struggles you do, and I have to apply the Word of God just like you do, and I see what happens when I don't do it. Bad things happen just like it happens to you. But in, no matter where we are this morning, there's days when we have to remind ourselves that we're blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Amen. Number three, always give God something to work with. And you're, I hope everybody that's on this fast has said, Lord, this is what I'm, I'm believing you for. This is what I'm asking you to do. And uh, it's, it's my family. I want to see my family come back to where that relationship will be seen and and they'll be used mightily and they'll stay out of the pitfalls or maybe it's your finances maybe your 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 finances you're they're not making you're not making ends meet you just don't know in that time of fast petition the lord lord i'm i'm fasting and i and i need knowledge and wisdom and i want to start acting because according to your word because i don't want to i don't want to stay where i'm at i've left but i want to get to where i'm going lord one day in my financial world and you said you've given me the power and the ability to get there now i need your help i'm fasting and praying in that behalf give god something to work for you have to think and then you have to ask he said asking you shall receive seeking you shall find knocking shall be open and then he goes on to encourage us everyone who asks receives and everybody who seeks finds and everybody who knocks the door will be open can i say this that does deal with our spiritual life but i can tell you when i get my spiritual life ready and where it needs to be good things follow the blessings of the lord make rich and add no sorrow i'm running out of time but i'm going to give you two more points Recognize and honor the Holy Spirit in you. Well, if you're up against a wall this morning, maybe it's in a relationship, maybe it's in your financial world, maybe it's in a health crisis. Maybe you've received something from the doctors that you don't, don't really like. Don't spit it out. Process it. Acts 1.8, Jesus says, I'll give you power. After the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Power what? Whenever, no matter how bad the news may be, God gives you the power and the ability to process it so your life can go on. Amen. I look across this congregation. There's several that have lost your companions the past few, few years, and you've processed it. I'm so proud when I look at you. The first thing I see, I, I, I knew you before you got to where you're at today, and I've watched you process life, and I want to tell you there's some real queens in this building this morning. You've done it well, well 
a, a great job. And, and listen, coming to church isn't just to hear me preach. It gives me the ability to love on you because every time I put my arms around you, that's the arms of Jesus. Yes. I'm his hands and I'm his feet. And most of the time, I'm his voice until I start honking. <laughs> I'm going to close. I've, got, this, I've only got halfway through my message. What I want to say is he's, he's, he's called you to do the same. I don't see anybody here that doesn't have that's an amputee this morning. You've got hands. You've got a voice. You've got feet. You have the ability to bless somebody. You'd be surprised sometimes at what just a, your voice means to somebody. Just to hear a word, you're going to make it. Just to hear a voice of, of something positive. Just, just to feel like you're included. Have you ever been somewhere where you wasn't included? You felt like the spare tire and you didn't have any, they didn't have any flats? <laughs> We've all been there. But God is good. And you know what? I close with this thought. Please be back next Sunday. I've got four more sheets under that page but 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 i'm I'm gonna close with this what do you think jesus was thinking when he carried his those stripes to golgotha the the cross had been so heavy he had fell beneath the weight of the cross and they called on help to help him get that cross to the top of golgotha's hill then they stretched him on that cross and there were many religious people looking. They were in the balconies. They were in the grandstands watching this go on. They nailed him to a tree. And he died there for you and me. Yes, Have you ever asked yourself this question? I wonder what he thought when they were taking a cat of nine tails and beating him as he carried the cross. Can I tell you? I'm not Jesus, and I would have called 10,000 angels, but he didn't. He caused an earthquake, and 3,000 people were swallowed in an earthquake. He had the power to say, I've had enough, but he didn't. And the reason he didn't is because we called him Lord. And the reason we call him Lord today is because he wants to have control of our life. Would you bow with me in prayer? As Jared comes to close today, I just want to ask this question. Is there anyone here this morning, you're, you're really fighting, you're struggling. I don't, I don't ask these questions, so I'll, I'll know. I ask these questions because I want to pray for you. And I want this church to pray for you. And we don't go around after service calling people's names about who raised their hand and who doesn't. That's not, that's not our business. When we ask you to raise your hand, you're just giving us a signal, yes. Yes, I could, I could, I, I, I'm, that's, that includes me. But, but this morning, if you're here to, and you're, you're just really struggling, maybe with your walk with the Lord, maybe in a marriage, maybe it's financial, maybe it's with your, with your family, and you've really been ha- having some thoughts that aren't Christian-like or not Christ-like. You know you're born again. 
but you're just really struggling in the mind, with a mind game this morning, and the enemy is really calling you out, and you're struggling with it. Can I see your hand while we wait just a moment? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Would you stand? I have good news for you. The book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 20, Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus is standing at your heart's door knocking, and he wants to help you. He's a present help in time of need. And here's what he says, If you'll open the door, I'll come in and I'll, I'll just sit down at the table and we'll... Well, I want to dine with you, not in a physical manner. I want to dine with you in a spiritual matter. And I just want to hear what you've got to say, and then I want to encourage you and tell you I've got the answer for your dilemma. So as Jared comes this morning, as those three people have raised their hand, I, I just want to say, God bless you. And as we leave this morning, I'm going to ask my ability to remember to remember those hands that were raised. And I'm going to be praying for you because God has the answer to every dilemma. And I want you to know God will meet you on your ground. He doesn't intend for you to climb the mountain before you can get in his presence. He'll meet you right where you're at. And he knows exactly what you need. But he said, if you don't ask, you don't receive. Listen, God wants to answer you this morning. And what a blessing it is to have a friend like the Lord. I was telling our prayer team this morning as we were praying before all the ministries began. This past week, I came across an, kind of an illustration of, of our thought life. How many of you have ever been to or seen uh, Grand Central Station in New York City? Anybody? A few of us? All right. It's a pretty busy place, isn't it? It's a, it's a chaotic place. Uh, trains are going in and out of that place uh, constantly. And in fact, it's so timed with just a few seconds. And within 10 seconds, one train leaves and another train gets there. It's just 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 so quick and so 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 timed out and, and, and our, our brain is like Grand Central Station there's trains of thoughts that come in and out of our brain come in and out of our mind uh, so quick and so constant uh, especially when we're really facing struggles and hurts and pains in our life and the thing is the thing that, that that's going to get us into victory is what train are we going to jump on are we going to jump on the train that leads to defeat and discouragement and worry and hatred and bitterness and jealousy or are we going to jump on the train that takes us to victory the train that takes us to Jesus Christ the, tra the train that takes us to the word of God and as we grab hold of the word of God and get the word of God in our mind it's easier to jump on that train if that train's not here we can't jump on it we got to get that train here how we get that train here we get that train here through getting in the word of God that's why you've got to get in the word You've got to study the Word of God. You can't expect to win and to be a victorious Christian if you don't have that victorious Word in your life. Amen? So get in the Word. Get in the Word. And let's be victorious Christians at Elm Grove. Father, we love you today. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for this time together. Thank you for this Word today. And God, I pray your blessing upon each and every heart, each and every life as we leave this place today. Go with us. Lead us, guide us, and direct us in all that we do. And may this be a week that we see you move mightily in our life. And God, we ask all this today in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Hey.